Happy holidays, heroes, and welcome back to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm normally your game master, James D'Amato. We're continuing with our celebration of perseverance and triumph over adversity with our Hanukkah special, Eight Nights of Murder, run in Deadlands Noir. Deadlands Noir is published by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, who are makers of some damn fine games. You can find Deadlands Noir and other great products on their site or on DriveThruRPG. Before we get rolling on this, I'll remind everyone that One Shot is a growing show, and we could use your support. If you like us, please give us a rating or review on iTunes. That helps more people find us. Also, it doesn't hurt if you share us with your friends or on one of your favorite RPG forums. With all that begging and chilling out of the way, let's get to the show. Eight Nights of Murder was written and run by Cat Murphy. It stars Samuel Kay as Dr. Emile Candy, and James D'Amato as Detective Felix Mac Macabre. When we last left our heroes, they were investigating the disappearance of a Mr. Hall, a wealthy greetings card manufacturer who seems to have run afoul of the Rose family, a powerful and wealthy group of old money industrialists who are in league with the outfit, Capone's Mafia. Mac and Candy were on their way to the Chicago Tribune to meet one of Mac's contacts, Nancy Friday, a tough-as-nails lady reporter who's investigating the Rose family for their illegitimate dealings. We join our heroes now, just outside the Chicago Tribune. So you, so, so you yeah. head over to uh, the Trib building, which is—it's fairly new, and mm-hmm. it is—I uh, don't know—you guys know what it looks like. It's this gothic wonder. The Tribune Tower is huge. Mm-hmm. So you go in. Right? Why? Mm-hmm. 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 Remember the last time when they—they they kicked me out. Yeah, well, that's because you didn't wash your hands. Uh, uh, you gotta learn, when you don't wash your hands, you're gonna right, get kicked out of places. Right. I will hands. kick you out of my office if you ever come in without washing your hands. Uh, really, it's it's not that creepy. It's really not. So, who's your contact? Um, That is up to Nancy you. Friday? Nancy Friday, yep. Good old Nancy my Friday. My gal Friday. How you, how you gonna... Where does Nancy go for lunch? Because just okay. tell me what you're doing. You know, your, um, your instincts I, okay, are right. So, yeah. Welcome back, Sam. I want to find out everything you know about the roses. I'll bet Nancy has been uh, looking for a bit, trying to do a big expose pieces on them. So not only does she know them, she knows all of their lower level underworld contacts. The sort of people who would be like, I work for Capone and I work for the roses and I'm a super big shot because they're the people that I can intimidate the most for information. Sure. Uh, so how are you doing this? All right. Um, I want to find Nancy um, at her place of lunch and I'm going to try and be charming at her. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're going to where you're used to her mm-hmm. grabbing lunch. Yep. Um, okay. So Nance typically uh, grabs a, a sandwich um, at a little, uh, coffee joint round the back mm-hmm. and, uh, continues working away through lunch and, oh, look, you round the corner and there she is. Right. She looks like... Nancy is a real go-getter, the type of woman who doesn't have time to be a woman. She was always wearing pants and suspenders. 
Uh, whenever she worked, she liked to literally roll up her sleeves. She said it reminded her that she wasn't just typing away at a typewriter. She was actually accomplishing something. She grew up in Kansas and moved out here to make it big in the city. And she's been making a little bit of a splash, but with the wrong folks. Nancy's the sort of girl who's smart, but not smart enough to keep her nose out of trouble. And that's why I like her. I walk up behind Nancy, and I put a hand on her shoulder. Nance! What do you want, Mac? I'm busy. Nance, it's been too long. Don't treat me like that. We're friends. Mac, you know how the paper works. You haven't been gone that long. All right, fine. Then let's get right down to business. I need to see some of your notes, Nance. What? Why? I'm working on a case. Of course you're working on a case. That's all you do these days. Why do you need to see my notes? Why do you think you can just walk in here all the time and demand things of me? I'm a busy woman, Mac. I might have something to offer you, Nance. Like I'm working what? on a case involving the roses. The roses? Yeah, I can go places you can't. I can do things you can't get information that you need. You heard that they're trying to buy out the block, yeah? Yeah, I have. All right. What are you trying to find out? What's he doing here? You, uh, oh, you and Neil, an associate of mine. You have run into to Nancy a few times, and she is nothing Nancy, but creeped out by you. I really apologize for that. Get that corpse time. kisser out of here. He cre- gives me the With willies. The, I, I don't kiss the corpse. It fell on me. He's gonna do that weird mind thing again. I, Get him out of here. He's not gonna do anything again. Oh. <laughs> He's already used his. He's already used his salve for the day. Ask her if any more Greek girls got their hearts turned on fire. What do you know about Greek girls turning up dead? You mean the Jane Doe in the middle of Michigan Avenue? You already know about the Jane Doe? She just got wheeled into the morgue a couple hours ago. Yeah, right in front of the building. The corpse is right at the front of the Tribune. People are keeping it quiet because, I mean, not much else is going on right now. The The Tribune's keeping it quiet? That's awfully kind of you. Somebody drops a body off in front of a newspaper and all of a sudden everybody's keeping tight-lipped about it? No one's allowed to say anything about it. You know like how the, things are. That's the crime of the century. Not yet. Not yet it ain't. All right. That's interesting. What if I, I'm uh, actually quite surprised that you're not, that you don't have more information for me on it. I might have more information for you on it, but I need to make sure that you have your information for me. <laughs> Were you just making a pun in the background? What was it? I gotta I come up with a kielbasa in one hand. <laughs> I will trade you information about that poor dead girl in exchange for information about these rich weirdos. <laughs> yeah, all right, but we are not doing this here. Come on. Uh, she grabs Let's do you. do it at the morgue. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> she grabs you and uh, takes you down to the river uh, and uh, just by the by the um, the bridge tower there. Quid pro quo, let's go. All right. Okay. We start first. I want to know who's been putting the squeeze on these people. What's the low-level employee's name? What do you mean, low-level employee? I want to know the guy who goes around to the shops and offers them a deal. That's Chester DeLupo. Chester DeLupo, eh? (laughs) Not too smart, but he gets the job done. All right. Your Don't you have a question? Quid quid. Uh, right. Uh, I can just ask all the questions I want <laughs> if that's up, how this is going to work. Uh, They're not telling us nothing about this girl. All I got is this greeting card. Uh, and uh, she pulls out um, from her file a greeting card and puts it back in. What'd she look like? What was, the go- what was going on with her? Well, she was Greek. That's useful. Young, pretty dirty feet. 
Who was filthy, she? Dirty filth. Filthy feet. Uh, all right. <laughs> Greek. Do we have a name? Jane. Doe. <laughs> Let me this see that greeting card. I don't know what you want. How'd she die? I give I give you the greeting card. Uh, no, no, that's next. To, that's that's the quo, not the quid. Um, Go again, Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> What's the greeting card look like? The greeting card is a Hanukkah card. I flip it over to the back. It's a Hallmark Hanukkah card. All right. What's the card say? Uh, What does the card say, Sam? Happy Hanukkah. (laughs) Oh, so original. (laughs) Well, that's unusual. What do you want? (laughs) I want want everyone to be brilliantly creative this entire podcast. All three of us need to be at the top of our game. Okay, okay. You keep thinking about that, though. What does the Christmas card say? Merry Christmas. No, they say all of this nonsense about you bringing light to people's lives throughout the year. And and don't they? I guess guess Jews just aren't very creative writers. No. Not particularly. Not the ones that work for Hall. Well, that's unusual, isn't it? Yes. It's a Hanukkah card. Yes, obviously. Well, I mean, well, no, okay. that I, I suppose that's unusual. I haven't seen many of those around yet, but this whole greeting card thing is completely new to me. All right. Don't see why you need a piece of paper with stuff on it to say stuff that you can say on a regular piece of paper. The girl's heart was removed. That seems like the sort of thing you should have opened with. I wasn't going to give Not you my most interesting piece of information. She, she asked how she asked how she died. I'm telling her how she died. Do you have a problem with that, Candy? Do well, you want to I mean, take the lead on that? She was, she was, she was technically burnt to death from the inside. Okay. I have an evening edition to write. Now that is a piece of information that we really should have held to the very last bit of communique. I make the rules for quid pro quo. From now on, that's mine. That's my wheelhouse. You okay, can do well, the freaking got, people out in greeting card shops. So no, burning, what's the huh? Pro? Yeah. Um, I want. I need but to I'm know. I'm not telling you what until he answers you. I feel like you probably should. I feel like people should probably know about this, and you want to tell me. Are the are the uh, are they making money? Are are they making offers of money for the people who have these shops, or are they just threatening them out? No, they're offering money. Everything. That's how this town works. What about Remember? the people who refuse? Uh, from the most part, uh. For the most part, that hasn't been happening. I mean, it's it's not that big of a block, and people tend to let the roses do whatever the heck they want. Uh, excuse my French. Um, but was uh, that French? This will be the first case of something going wrong here. Interesting. Uh, do you know he's even missing though? I think really? We find this. He he hasn't been seen in two days, and everyone that I know who knows this man, how do you know that he's missing? I didn't mention any of that. Yes, you did. On the way over, you said that there was uh, rich people missing. Did I? Okay, maybe maybe somebody did. Okay, um, <laughs> I may have I may have mentioned it. So. If not, we can swipe that. Do you want to swipe that? Uh, sh- whatever. Um, he's been missing. He he's been missing for two days. He's a loving husband, attentive to his shop. Has has been having disagreements with the roses who are connected with the mafia. He's missing. As far as I know. Thank you for telling me. All right. Nobody tells me nothing in this town. Well, maybe that's because you find out too much without anyone telling you anything. It makes people nervous. And you don't crow in the prid and the quo. 
Right. Back to that burning chest situation. What are we talking about? How was it done? Not in the usual way. The usual way of hearts being burned out of someone's body. From the inside. From the inside. I've got three theories. (laughs) One. Oh, God. She ate a lot of matches. Two. Fire magic. Three. Fire animal magic. She's not even writing. She just looks at you. (laughs) Completely stone-faced. And clearly annoyed. I'm going to say that this probably isn't one of your stories. Nobody's going to believe it. Nobody's going to believe that fire magic burst a girl's chest open? No. No one's going to believe that. All right. Well, guess we're done here. <laughs> I finished my kielbasa. Wonderful. Have a, have a great <laughs> afternoon, fellas. Hey, Nancy. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Happy happy Hanukkah, Candy. And Mac, if you ever want to get back in the game, I think you're wasted hanging out around here. There's nothing for me there anymore. As long as people like me end up dead, then the world's not safe for the truth. People don't know you're dead. People have no idea you're dead. <laughs> oh my god. Don't, don't wait, say so that wait, to but don't, don't I look like a corpse? Dead, so, dead to the world. Like, I, yeah. I'm very pale skin. Yeah, you're very pale skin, but you were pretty pale skin to start. Okay, we'll swipe that. <laughs> That's, I imagine you smoke a lot to dead, keep, to keep the, to the smell world. of... Of dead, dead away. But no, no, as far as Nancy was concerned, you up and left. And uh, from what, from what people, people suspect that you left because, um, basically, the, the Trib decided, made, sorry, a little background on Deadlands Noir for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, the Trib is the only paper that didn't take sides in the mayoral election happening this year. Uh, that's because both candidates were in the pockets of either the uh, the, the outfit or uh, Bugs Moran's crew. Mm-hmm. And that was very obvious to anyone reading any of the papers. And there was like a vicious back and forth happening and people just completely lying. Uh, one running uh, for liquor, run one running uh, uh, for liquor against violence, one running for liquor. Or against against liquor, sorry. And uh, both were, you know, consummate alcoholics who routinely beat people up. You know, Mm -hmm. there was uh, a lot of hypocrisy. So the trip didn't back anyone. And ever since then, the editor-in-chief has been pulling back on some stories because they're starting to get threatened. So uh, folks have been figuring that you left because you weren't allowed to print something. And you've always been someone who stuck to your guns. And you're a a bit of an objectivist. You know me, Nance. The truth's important to me. And if I can't tell it through the paper, I have to find it to see it for myself. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's our that's our fade into the next scene. What do you guys want to do? You have the rest of the day. Um, it's it's two thirty. I'm trying to think. Uh, no, no, we're, I know exactly where we gotta go next. What's that, Candy? We have to go find this Lupo character and find out what he did to poor old Mr. Mark. That's true. Hall. Mark um, Hall. I imagine we'd find a fellow like DeLupo somewhere in a speakeasy. He's not going to be the type of guy who we find in a place where normal folks hang out. That's cool. So uh, the the way I think you're going to resolve this, if you want to find him in a speakeasy, um, one, it's the afternoon. So mm-hmm. they're not, I mean, sure, they're open all over the place. <laughs> but uh, if he's a working man. He could, yeah, he. He could. The other thing I'm thinking is he could also be asleep right now. 
that's why I'm wondering if there's anything else we can accomplish in this time period. Well, remember that we're trying to get forward in the days. Okay, so just do the time jump. You know, that like not too much actually happens in a single day in mm-hmm. real life. Okay, uh, right. So if you're looking for him uh, in a speakeasy, you're going to uh, probably have to go there when they're open. Not that things aren't open right now, but if he's a working man, he's probably not just boozing. Um, but you also don't know what speakeasy he goes to, so... We got to investigate. We got to investigate. So there are rules for for figuring stuff and out stuff out over time. We're going to quickly power through those with some rolls. So you guys are just doing that, spending your evening doing it. So give me uh, or afternoon doing that. So give me some investigation rolls, and then give me based off of what those are. Give me cinematics of how you find this information out. So I rolled an eight. I rolled a seven. Those are both pretty good. So you're going to get where he likes to hang out. All and right. you both get the same bar, but from totally different places. Okay. Um, Sam, do you have an idea of where you get your information? Sadly. Sadly, yes. Right. Okay. So you were asking me my brilliant idea for finding out where Chucky Lupo hangs his hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So... Not a lot of people know this, but there are Jewish gangsters. <laughs> um, it's not so, like they're some of the most famous gangsters were Jewish or anything like that. Don't say anything. <laughs> so Emil's going to go to shul because uh, it's the second night of Hanukkah. People go to shul on Hanukkah. And he's going to go up to Mrs. Goldfarb. Mrs. Goldfarb. Mrs. Goldfarb. Goldfarb. Miss Goldfarb. I hear that your little Joseph's been getting into some trouble lately. My Joseph's a good boy. Your Joseph's a great boy, which is why I need to talk to him about the trouble that he's not in. He he tries to he he keeps me out of these things. I I know I know I'm I'm not trying to get you into these things, which is why you just need to tell me where Joseph's going to be tonight. Joseph's going to be where he always is. You know where he is. I. I do know where he is. I do know where he is. Maybe you can tell me just because I'm an older man and I forget these things. <laughs> give me give me a, a roll. Tell is me it how the I'm red on. squirrel? Is it the red squirrel? Is he at the red squirrel? <laughs> he's all... You, no, he's at the brown dog. He's always at he's the at brown the br- dog. Ah, I always forget which one. <laughs> the red squirrel and the brown dog. Always the brown Thank dog. You. We hate Thank the red you, squirrel. We hate that red squirrel. I'm sorry, Mrs. Goldfarb. I'll leave you alone. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, Hanukkah Samea. <laughs> Hanukkah Samea. <laughs> okay. It's good to have you back. Yeah, right? Meanwhile, I head to the brothel that is a run out of the uh, old hotel operated around the corner from my uh, from my office. I've run a few cases for them before. Uh, usually it's me putting some a strong arm against uh, some people who make trouble there. And I go to Miss Taffeta Palm Tree. Oh, Taffeta Palm Tree. Taffeta Palm Tree. Uh, <laughs> Madam Taffeta Palm Tree. Well, uh, I, I, what, do, what does she look like? Um, she is an older woman. She's an older woman. <laughs> Thank you. She's got a stern glare that could turn an army away. She's exactly the sort of person who should be running this sort of business. And a lot of people try and horn in on that. She's kept them at arm's length without breaking a sweat for years. Taffeta, Mac, good evening. It's the middle of the afternoon. 
who can tell these days? I've uh, got some questions for you, if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor. Well, Mac, uh, I've done two favors for you this month. As I see it, you've done one favor for me, so you're uh, kind of short on but favors. But your favor for me is always so much bigger and gets me punched in the face so much harder than my favors for you. So I think we could call it an even three favors, and I'll just forget the broken rib. What is it? I need to know some information about a uh, few clients, and I know that you, you know don't I don't name names. Name names. But think of it as more of an advertisement. Uh, I need to know what speakeasy that uh, people who work for the Rose Organization drink, with, drink at. Well, that's not exactly naming names. It isn't naming names at all. I simply want to wet my whistle. As you naturally should, as anyone in this city does. It's the brown dog. The brown dog. Madam, as always, thank you. That's three favors. I am looking forward to the next fractured jaw. Um, and I think we head to the brown dog. You absolutely... Well, you do. Uh, so, let's see. What time would... Uh... I think I think around nine o'clock. My reasoning is he has to be doing negotiations close to business close for most people when they're cleaning up the shops. Um and afterwards, he goes out for a celebratory drink. I think that makes sense. So you both agree to meet there at 9 o'clock? Or do you yep. agree to do that? How 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 do you get word across? Oh, I call him on my cell phone. Yeah. Just text him. <laughs> so how do you how do you get that word across? Um, <laughs> Did you have a, a plan to meet back up? I, I, I think I think I we... send a boy. You send a boy. That's that's good. Ooh, an inkling. I send a boy. <laughs> brown dog. Brown eight o'clock. <laughs> That's do not go to the red squirrel. I won't go to the red squirrel. Brown dog. Eight o'clock. What? Do you... So you've told me this. What do you want me to do? No, this is the message. This is the message for Felix Mac. How am I supposed to find Felix Mac? How can you not find Felix Mac? He smells like an ashtray. Gotcha. The uh, the detective guy smells like an ashtray because there aren't any yeah. of those in the city. Yeah. As opposed to Alex Mack, who does not smell like an ashtray. No, Alex, Alex Mack doesn't do that. <laughs> doesn't she have powers? <laughs> <laughs> Alex Mack mostly keeps to her room, I think. I don't quite remember. Turns into puddles. She's a good girl, that Alex Mack. <laughs> All right, so uh, you probably pay me for this, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I can... pay you in, in knuckle sandwiches and... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to do this for you. He pays you and not to... This is your job. This is what you do. I am a street boy. I don't know that this is my job. This is just sometimes what I do for money. (laughs) My job is kids stuff. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is why I never want to reproduce. This is why everyone never wants to reproduce. (laughs) Kids stuff. Hitting streetcars. I'll with give you. I'll give you two shiny pennies. Two shiny pennies you is. Go find them. That's very generous of you, sir. Happy holidays. And he goes off yeah. and he finds it. So you're approached at Piss some off. point mm-hmm. by this by this um uh by this little this little nothing. He's got his like page boy hat. He's a he's a newspaper seller mm-hmm. sort of thing. And he's like, hey Mac. Sing him a song while you're at it, jerk. Ah, Jeremy, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? Keeping your nose out of trouble. Always do. Uh, good. I don't want you hanging out with the wrong sort. Your uh, your friend, 
Uh, he said he'd pay me two pennies and you'd give me the second upon arrival now for what, a message. What friend of, what friend of this is mine now? Uh, you know, the bald. Now he's creepy. definitely the wrong sort. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you stay away from Emil. He's strange. If we're talking about the wrong sort, Mac, I think I'm looking at him right here. Now that could be true. You say you say I'm supposed to give you another penny. Supposed to give me a penny. <laughs> Out bluff this child or discern this child. Discern this child. Mm, give me a d6. He's definitely got character level. As as of course, rolling. the small child that doesn't have a name has a character. All right, I rolled. No, he doesn't a, have a name. It's Jeremy. I rolled a twelve. You rolled a twelve. Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy completely botched. So he rolled double ones. So, <laughs> so uh, I need to see how this. Yeah. Lie goes. So he's like, yeah. And you know me, I always tell the truth about money, and then, like, packet of two pennies, or post-it note of two pennies falls out of his pocket that says, from a meal <laughs> for, <laughs> for talking to, to Mac. And I keep immaculate books. And he pulls it back <laughs> into his pocket. You're a good kid, Jeremy. I like that you got payment up front. I was about to chastise you for not asking for payment up front. It was at my best interest at heart, Mac. Nobody pays for COD. Remember that. <laughs> as I fold two pennies <laughs> into his hand. Aww. Go buy yourself something nice. His eyes light up and he looks pretty excited. There's a reason you're on a first name basis with this kid. So, uh, brown dog. I've touched dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> and wash your hands. <laughs> So he gives you the information, and he hides the tails it out of there, calling, Evening edition! Mm-hmm. What? One penny! What's the top story tonight, Jeremy? Uh, top story tonight is about, uh... Greek girl dies in the Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm concerned about. Yeah, hold on a second. Uh, no, okay, so top story tonight is early morning hubbub on Michigan Street, Rewer shopping Shoppers Morning. Holy smokes. Somebody's really playing this one close to the chest. And is the Tribune still neutral? Or is the Tribune now? Tribune's neutral. It's just, it's got a lot of pressure on it in terms of its reporters not dropping dead, but it's the only good paper. And like, not so, all of its reporters are good, but... Well, that that just makes my character wonder, you know, who is holding this story back. Right. Because it's crazy. It's really crazy that it's not. Well, uh, you could look at some of the tabloids, because they're all mm. over the place. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick up a tabloid. A on Hearst my paper? Own. Yeah, a couple Hearst papers. Okay, so uh, <laughs> you do, and uh, one's about how the, the roses are awesome and going to improve this block of Michigan Avenue and bring uh, newfangled businesses like this this Macy's everyone's been talking about. Not mm. Macy's. Not Macy's yet, because did it become that? It became Macy's bought them, like... In the 2000s. Oh, wow, wow. I had no idea. So it would be... Oh, I just looked this up. Marshall Fields. Oh, yeah. That's, it's about the roses, how amazing they are, how they're going to revitalize the block and bring in, bring in different companies from around the country, nigh even the world. Um, and then there's one uh, that's about about the, the murder or about the, what they're calling the, the murder of the century and all. And... Uh, there's one that's talking about um, about uh, fire magics, uh, fire magicians in the east, and you, what you need to know, and 
all sorts of ridiculousness. There's we'll stuff about her. That garbage. There's stuff about her, but it's not actually well informed whatsoever. That's the the fire magic one is the only the only paper to note the the burning. Mm-hmm. But like, so the Tribune one doesn't cover the death of the girl at all, right? It says that there was a. Uh, uh, a body on found on Michigan Avenue that was removed this morning, but it doesn't go on anymore about that. It's really the focus of the article is absolutely about holiday shoppers being being miffed about it and police not really being willing to talk about ruining shoppers uh, vacations. All right. Um, so let's go to the brown dog, not the red squirrel. <laughs> That place Why would you go to awful. that place? Thank God it's not the Red Squirrel. I hate that joint. So the brown dog and the Red Squirrel are right next to each other. <laughs> God, I hate the Red Squirrel. <laughs> they have a steady stream of customers going into both. One's would uh, not be caught dead there. Not that's a problem for <laughs> a you. A bunch of hipsters at the Red, <laughs> the Red Squirrel. That's what I don't like about it. But uh, the front is like an ice cream parlor and ugh, that's so typical. Whereas the brown Where dog's are we, New front, York? The brown's dog front is just a plain door in a, in a windowless building. It goes downstairs. Now that's respectable. A windowless that's, building. That's classic. <laughs> so Classic. You go to the brown dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's filled with a bunch of people having a grand old time. Um. There a band playing? There's a band playing. Uh, it's, it's a little cantina Uh, that's. It's <laughs> regular scum of hive, uh, hive of scum and villainy. There we go. A scum of hive. A scum of hive. Oh no! Scum of hives. <laughs> hey. That's I funny. A, I got a cream to fix that one too. Uh, people, cute little flappers are running around and dancing with their honeys who are. And ridiculously over over shouldered suits and uh folks are wow. folks are having fun drinking some booze. Drinking more booze than they probably would have if it weren't illegal to drink booze at the moment and eating up their dinner. Um, I go up to the bartender. Mac, I I have to tell you something about this place. What's that? I wouldn't be caught dead in the red squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> is that a shot at my people? Dead people? Dead people. Dead people are your people? Are you trying to imply that we hang out at the Red Squirrel? Because that is absolutely not true. Oh. <laughs> the bartender looks at Leave it to it. Did you guys come here from the Red Squirrel? No. If you came here from the Red Squirrel, you are not welcome. <laughs> Don't worry, friend. Do you we have your pins? Do you have your brown dead. squirrel pins? Turn up your collars. I turn up. I turn up my collar. Brown dog for life. I got no. I have no pin. Your man at the door is terrible. <laughs> How did you get in? <laughs> I have my ways. I, Maybe yeah, I was I never here. As to how Mac lost the pin already, <laughs> I affix it calmly to my hat. <laughs> That's it. Which I will remind you is a keeper. Yeah, he he pats you. <laughs> So I, I choose to believe the pin is a little oversized, <laughs> a little hugely oversized. But but seeing everyone seeing that, they all nod in appreciation, mm-hmm. and yeah. the bartender glares at you. Maybe I was never here. It depends on how much it's worth to you. I don't know how much it's worth to me. I put a dollar down on the table. 
Right. Holy crap. Okay. Fine. Do you want a pin? They give those for free at the Let's door. Let's start with a drink. <laughs> Let's start with a drink and a story. He pours you a drink. We're looking for the wolf. The wolf. I mean, I mean Lupo. Whatever. I mean, might be a, oh, might be a guy who oh. calls himself the wolf. Yeah, he calls himself the wolf, but everyone else calls him the cub or little wolf. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's over there. Uh, oh. We pan over. Uh, what do we see, James? Yeah, James. Oh my god! Go, James. Go. What do we see? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm not the dungeon I like master. This game. I'm supposed to be <laughs> relaxing while you do all the heavy lifting. Well, if you do a good enough job, maybe Sam will have to do it next. Across the room, full of merriment and ma- and music, there is a smoky corner full of dangerous men. Men, the flapper girls who are waiting on the tables go to only unwillingly. They're hounds. Wolves and carrion eating. (laughs) They're the carrion eating dregs that haunt this place and cast a dark shadow all over the illegitimate liquor trade. There's a man in a suit with a pencil thin mustache and a large birthmark on his cheek with a cigar, laughing heartily, (laughs) surrounded by his friends. He's got a cheap pomade in his hair. And everyone around him looks at him like he's spitting malarkey. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's perfect. This didn't end up the that that description didn't end up the way I planned it. <laughs> so, Charlie's no. sitting there smoking his cigar, spit, spitting some malarkey. What's your move? Send that table around at drinks. I put two dollars on the table. Jesus! How much money do you have? I'm burning through all of it, baby. <laughs> I'm expecting this case to really pay out for me. <laughs> um, Besides, she's covering expenses. Hmm? Uh, so uh, he he grabs down a, a a very nice bottle and pours pours some drinks for all eight people at the table. Mm-hmm. Pockets the rest for himself, uh, and he sends around a girl. Who uh, walks up to them, puts it down. They all look concerned. Um, the guy looks over at you, glares, nudges one of the little guys. Uh, one of the, the younger men at the table takes it, drinks it, waits. He's fine. They all take it. Mm-hmm. Nods. Yeah. So after they're allowed yeah. to get about halfway through the drink, um, I'm going to nudge the doctor and we'll head over to the table. Mac. I want you to know, I've got a surprise for them. I'm worried. I want you to know that I'm worried, uh, but for my reputation, not for my personal safety. Because if you've got a surprise, it's going to kill everyone in the room. Quite likely. And then who would do the autopsy? (laughs) That's how you make your money. (laughs) Do, Do what we can. Okay. Let's go intimidate the heck out of some mobsters connected to Al Capone. <laughs> it's going to work out well, that you guys. Be, that's one tack we could take. <laughs> Have Let's fun. Let's go suck up to some mobsters. <laughs> there we go. Yay. Enjoying your evening, gentlemen. Thanks in no small part to you, fella. What do you want? Well, I've... Notice you're a businessman. I'm a businessman myself, and I figured I'm we could a help you. E- 
and this is my doctor. Mortician, oh, really? Does he? Does he always look that? Hey. Uh, sometimes he looks worse. I do. Often. I figured you and I could help each other out. That's a thing to figure. You see, uh, I'm a man who uh, chases down information. I'm a reporter. And I figured you might have some information for me. We're working on a big story, a big piece about how the uh, the block's really getting turned around here. I'm oh, sorry, I was looking for bluff. <laughs> and I hear you're one of the gentlemen who's responsible for doing it. We want to talk to some of the representative employees of the uh fuck I forgot the name of the family. The Rose? Yeah. I want yeah. I want to talk to some of the representative employees of the Rose Company. And every and your name keeps coming up. Everybody has nothing to say but nice things about you. What paper are you working for? Oh, we're working for I I I uh pick the paper, the the Hearst paper that was just shilling for the Rose. Yeah. Which is the yellow picayune. <laughs> the yellow picayune. Okay. <laughs> the yellow journalist picayune. <laughs> I know Johnny over there at the picayune, and you ain't Johnny. Yeah, I'm not Johnny. I'm I'm hoping to be Johnny one day after Johnny gets promoted. Yeah, why should I help you out? Well, I sent you some nice drinks. I think that's a start. That's a very nice gesture. I just want to know a little bit about uh, the some of the offers you made the businesses around here. We think it sure is swell. It's just business. Exactly. But it's not just business. With the Rose Company, it's never just business. Intrepid fellows like you go out with your suitcases and you change lives. You make people happier. Some of those people would have struggled on Michigan Avenue for years trying to get money from shoppers and you just bought it up. Don't you know? You're like an angel. Look, I, I'm not supposed to talk to reporters. I'm not exactly good at that. Don't so. think of me as a reporter. Think of me as a person who's going to put your name on the spot. How do you th- and a doctor? How do you think a name? <laughs> how do you think a name like Al Capone gets floated up as high as it floats? You don't think Lucky Luciano became Lucky Luciano just by doing the bla- just by doing an illegitimate trade? You got to get respect from somewhere. At some point, you got to show up in the papers. And you think that paper is the Yellow Picayune? I think the Yellow Picayune is a stepping stone. It's a hearse paper, my friend. We control the country. Sure, today it's the Yellow Picayune. Tomorrow it might be the Post. He looks like he's starting to come around. Give me a give me a persuasion roll. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> It's a good thing I'm okay with this because my character is garbage. Do you, <laughs> uh, Emil? Do you want to assist in any way? Um, no, no. Because you Emil want has, you're kind of detracting from it. Emil has penalties to charisma. Yeah. He's, he's not the talky type. He does have his plan waiting in the wings, though. <laughs> Two. Oh. <laughs> but I could get a, bu- a, a plus two if failure, I if I appealed. With that epic failure. Emil grabs Mac by the corner of his jacket and says, Gentlemen, it was a pleasure seeing you. And he takes out that awful nativity scene card from the Hallmark place. Oh, God. Merry Christmas. Wink, wink. Puts it on the table and begins to go towards the back alley. What are you doing? <laughs> Let get go of me. Gun. You get your gun now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the, the, 
the guys look kind of worried at each other. <laughs> Lupo stands up, puts the pockets the the card, and takes off after you. Yeah, he does. Okay, so okay, is this becoming Mac, a combat got, situation? There are eight of them. We got three seconds before he comes out. Give me a second to get this turned on. Turned on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, you guys. I'll get I'll get eight guys with with machine guns. That's well, what. They don't no, have oh, machine they don't have machine guns. guns. No, they don't have machine guns. Chill out. But they do have. It's not like they're not packing though. Realize that. I, Good I God. fully expect them to be packing. We're just gonna beat the crap out of them in a dark alley when they're drunk. <laughs> They are drunker than us. They are definitely they are drunker than you. Significantly drunk. And you're already dead. What can go wrong? <laughs> I don't like how you think. I was doing fine. <laughs> you were about to catch a bullet in the knee. I had three rounds of rolls that I was entitled to before I caught a bullet in the knee. That's not how this works. <laughs> Let me bring up weapons. Hold on a sec. Doop a doop boop boo. So okay. I um I so he takes take off after my, you. I, I take uh, okay. w- while that that split second where the door's going where he's like I've got to start up my gun I pull out my gun and I put it in my pocket mm-hmm. and I've got one hand in my pocket and uh, I light up a cigarette with the other. Okay, a guy comes out of the door who is not Chucky Chucky Little Wolf mm-hmm. and he's got a uh, I guess I guess he's got a Colt. As soon as he opens the door, I sucker punch him. Well, heroes, that's it for this week. I'm not going to make any promises about the upcoming release schedule because at this point, I am not exactly sure what is coming out when. I can at least promise you that the next installment of Deadlands Noir is going to be out next Monday. If you like the show, please remember to give us a rating and review on iTunes. That helps more people find the show. And I'll even thank you on air. If you have a question about one of the games we've played, have a suggestion for a game you'd like to see us play, or just want to talk in general, please send an email to jamesdomottoismagic at gmail.com. I'd like to remind everyone that this is a Peaches and Hot Sauce presentation. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network. We have podcasts, articles, and videos for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. I'd like to recommend The Overshare. That's my improv podcast I run with my buddy Alex Manage. We and some of the other comedians that you hear on this show do improv comedy, based on suggestions we get from Reddit and other dark corners of the internet. The noir theme you heard in the opening was lovingly ripped from the Chinatown soundtrack. And finally, that music right now swelling up over my voice is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure. See you next time, heroes! A castle-